This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Athletic Greens and by HelloFresh. And I guess we should start things off at the top with a little update on Donnie's documents. On our previous episode this week, we talked about how, just like when Trump and his friends yelled at the DOJ to release the Mar-a-Lago warrant, uh, and the DOJ just went ahead and released it. So this week, they were yelling at the DOJ to release the affidavit, and so the DOJ uh, announced that they were going to do just that. And they have. It's heavily redacted, Mm -hmm. which is unsurprising, given that the content of the documents that Trump took home with him from the White House are highly classified. But there's still some interesting details in there. Now, first off, the affidavit reveals how this investigation began. Basically, starting all the way back in May 2021, the National Archives were trying to get missing documents back from Trump. And when they finally were given access to that first batch of documents from January, what they received sounds like it was mostly just random junk like like notes, news stories, printouts, etc. But with lots of random, highly classified documents just sort of mixed in with them. Just like every couple of ones, can you slip in one of those classified ones so it's less obvious? Yeah, shuffle the cards. That way it looks like we just grabbed a pile. Yeah. Uh, So 92 of the documents were marked secret. 25 were marked top secret, which understandably caused concern and prompted the National Archives to tell the Justice Department to uh, maybe look further into this. We think there might be more where that came from. Yes. Just possibly. We're getting a hint, a, a scent of some more classified documents. Yeah. And uh, so a big question mark, especially we imagine for Trump, has been just who exactly in his circle might have tipped off the FBI and helped them with this investigation. Who's the rat? Mm. And the affidavit, of course, does not reveal any names, but it does say that a, quote, significant number of civilian witnesses had their names redacted from the affidavit, which is pretty interesting. Um, You think maybe one or two, but a significant number. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, They also say they have probable cause to believe that Evidence of obstruction will be found at Mar-a-Lago, though they don't go into specifics on that. But they do list multiple specific rooms where they believed that crimes were being committed. It was like a fucking game of Clue. There's, these documents, they were everywhere. They were spread around the entire house. Which to open a door, any door. Yeah, and that includes the uh, the so-called 45 office, which I am... I really need to know what it looks like. It's, it's going to shatter... recreation. Yeah, it's, uh, if I ever actually see it, it's going to shatter my belief, but uh-huh. it's a, you know one-for-one recreation of the Oval Office, but uh, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. As far uh, as for the content of the documents, again, they're classified, but the affidavit does say what specific types of classified material were being kept at Trump's house. Here's CNN. HCS indicates that the material is about human sources or spies that often work with the CIA. Uh, That would be... Not great to have uh, get into, uh, well, to leak, first of all, but also to get into the hands of, I don't know, some country that might want to... uh, Seems like it'd be valuable information. mm -hmm. Uh, FISA relates to the court-ordered surveillance collecting foreign intelligence, including wiretaps. ORCON means the document is so sensitive that its originator must approve any request to share it. No foreign means the material can't be shared with any foreign entities, even allies, without permission. SI, short for special intelligence, relates to signals intercepts, which are typically handled by the National Security Agency. These phrases confirm what many feared, that the documents that may have been illegally mishandled at Mar-a-Lago contained some of America's most sensitive secrets. From, like, every agency, too. A yeah. real grab bag. And Not uh, just CIA. you got CIA, NSA, probably some departments we don't even know about. In theory, like, each one of these documents is a potential charge on its own. Uh, yeah, no, if it, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, if this was anyone except the former president, like, they would, the death penalty would be on the table. Yeah. It's obviously not, though. Um, 
whether he even gets punished is well, it's anyway. It's debatable. Guess. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see, I guess. Uh, but yeah, as for the risk of letting a guy like Donald Trump just keep that kind of stuff in his house, uh, here's the New York Times describing uh, some of the documents that were found back in January. In those boxes, they found a total of 184 documents with classification markings, including 25 marked top secret. But agents were most alarmed to discover that many of the materials included the highest national security restrictions, requiring they be held in controlled government storage facilities and barring them from ever being shared with foreign governments to protect clandestine human sources employed by the intelligence community to collect information around the world, according to documents. So literally information about spies. Yeah, exactly. A, a lot of the focus has been on the nuclear stuff uh, because it is sensational to see that. And it's a very big deal. But there's also a lot of other really bad shit that could happen with any of these classified documents getting out. Yeah, no, I, I can only imagine um, the uh, the panic at the CIA uh, this past month or so as mm-hmm. they uh, try to get their agents the fuck out of wherever they are right now. Yeah. So yeah, for the millionth time, it sounds like the DOJ had every possible uh, justification to get a warrant and search Trump's house for classified documents after it had already been over a year since he was first asked to return any documents that he'd taken home with him. Oh, sure. Here's some documents. There you go. I think that's all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that you mentioned it, there's a couple more. Yeah. Ah, there couldn't possibly be more. I don't know. I I, I did everything they asked. Uh, it also seems pretty justifiable that they'd be especially worried about the safety of those documents, given that they were being kept in a home that's also a private club that's constantly visited by countless random people and almost certainly a few foreign spies. There was even a story today about some like uh, some Russian lady who was using like a false identity and has had, plenty of pictures had, like, taken yeah, with pictures and video of just like, wow, Mar-a-Lago. It's like, oh, cool. Very cool. Cool. Yeah, uh, this is, it's not an isolated incident either. <laughs> this has happened a bunch of times. Yeah, there was the a past, Chinese like, spy that got yeah. deported uh, who had very easily just like dropped the right names and gotten into Mar-a-Lago and was caught with like a fucking thumb drive and like other very suspicious things on her. It, <laughs> even like not foreign spies, potentially. Like the contestant from The Bachelor yeah, being able to Kid go Rock. <laughs> anywhere in fucking Mar-a-Lago. Hey, Kid Rock. Well, at least Kid Rock. Uh, self-admittedly is like uh, has said oh he's been over in his head over his head before with uh, Trump where he's like president you sure you I, I shouldn't be me? hearing this <laughs> so like even the smallest tread of like awareness I guess Mr. President I wouldn't even know what to make of a blueprint of what our nuclear submarines look like but thank you for thinking of me <laughs> yeah uh, so this could have all been avoided if Trump had simply not taken the classified documents home with him or at least returned them when People ask for them, but uh, you do have to kind of wonder why he didn't just do that or why he, you know, in his mind, just taking all of this stuff was a a big deal. It's very suspicious to take all of that home. It's more suspicious to uh, drag your feet when it's brought up to you and called out. Um, What do you need those documents for? Yeah. Why is it so important to you to keep those highly classified documents in your bedroom or whatever, in your closet, your safe. Very, very long time ago, but worked at a production company like forever ago. And uh, one guy stole some laptops, some company laptops after a uh, work party one night. Mm -hmm. And uh, they found out very easily. uh, They traced like the IP and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. It connected some internet, something like that happened. And uh, he, he knew that he was caught and he brought them all back and came in and was like, oh, you know, I was making sure they were safe because, you know, there was people walking around and stuff. 
uh-huh. it's just like, okay, why did you wait two weeks to say anything? Uh-huh. We were back in work three days later. He was fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's lucky he wasn't criminally prosecuted. Although that is a weird pattern I've seen in a lot of companies where it's just like, ugh, whatever. Let's call it even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not going to call the cops. It's uh-huh. just annoying. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good try. <laughs> we got you. And, uh, yeah, we're legally obligated to not tell your next employer about that. So uh, have fun robbing your next employer. Yeah. Anyway, moving on now to another right-wing politician who has uh, had some trouble accepting the results of elections, Laura Loomer. Uh, She's a character, going back several years now, who initially got on everyone's radar for being extremely annoying, both on Twitter and in real life, where she would film herself confronting political opponents in public and just sort of yelling at them. Uh, She called this loomering, as in, uh, you just got loomered. But to most people, it just sort of looked like a mentally unhinged woman going through an episode Mm -hmm. and filming it. Uh, Loomer was a somewhat prominent member of the online right wing that sprung up around the 2016 election. And she even collabed with the likes of Jacob Wool. But you don't hear from her much anymore because, uh, well, she got herself banned from most of the Internet back around 2018. And when we say banned everywhere, that's only a very slight exaggeration. After an Islamophobic rant about rideshare drivers, she got banned from Lyft and Uber. She was banned from PayPal, GoFundMe, and Venmo for reasons that are unclear, but probably have to do with all the hate speech. She was banned from Facebook and Instagram during a company-wide crackdown on disinformation and extremism. But the one that hurt the most was first losing her uh, Twitter verified mark, and then later being fully banned from Twitter Again, for all of the disinformation and hate speech. Gosh. Anyway, that one, the Twitter one, upset her so much that she uh, handcuffed herself to Twitter's New York headquarters for a whole day. It was quite a spectacle. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems that she assumed Twitter would have her removed immediately, uh, but they didn't, uh, which was way funnier. So eventually, Loomer herself had to ask police to cut her free, probably because she was about to shit her pants. Or had already. Later, she crashed a congressional hearing uh, to yell at Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey from the crowd, but it was... You couldn't really understand what she's saying. It's just, who's that weird lady yelling? Mm -hmm. And then she did the same thing again at a Bitcoin conference that Dorsey was speaking at. And again, can't make out a word. Just just a lady in the crowd yelling. Uh, She also unsuccessfully sued the Council on American Islamic Relations, alleging that they conspired with Twitter to have her banned uh, based on nothing. And Loomer was ordered to pay back more than $120,000 in attorney's fees to the people that she sued. So she's a loser. Yeah. (laughs) She just can't. She's Laura Loser. Mm. Nowadays, like Jacob Wall, the only platforms that she seems to use are Telegram and more recently Truth Social, where the audiences aren't nearly as big as Twitter. Shame. But they're apparently big enough to rack up the bill that Trump owns for bandwidth on the site. He apparently owes over a million dollars. Oh, sick. I'm sure he's going to pay that back. Uh, Post haste. As, as quick as I'm waiting can. for a little forgiveness myself. Yeah. Uh, from Amazon Web Services. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, look, there's no there's no character limit. Uh so on truth. So when Loomer starts loomering, she really starts letting it all out. And this week she's been loomering pretty hard. Despite her profile in right wing politics shrinking quite a bit in the past few years, Laura Loomer has political aspirations. She actually ran for office back in 2020 and managed to win the Republican nomination for Florida's 21st congressional district, thanks to endorsements from names like all the heavy hitters, yeah. all the wonderful people. All the stars are here. Uh, Matt Gates, Roger Stone, and Donald Trump himself before eventually losing pretty soundly in the general election against her Democratic opponent. But this woman is nothing if not determined. And so she ran for Congress again this year. If at first you don't succeed, Loomer again. Mm-hmm. So while Loomer initially planned to run again in the same district, uh, for some reason, she switched over to Florida's 11th district, which isn't even nearby. 
and got endorsements from Marjorie Taylor Greene, Roger Stone, Michael Flynn, and Paul Gozar. All the stars are here. Uh, this time, however, she was running in the Republican primary against an incumbent, Daniel Webster, who has held that seat since 2017, which right away made this much more of a long shot for Laura Loomer. I think she, was, she thought she's the, the right-wing AOC, and this is going to be her bringing down the house moment. Oh, sorry, no. AOC's hot. Yeah. AOC doesn't look 10 to 15 years older than she actually is. <laughs> Laura Loomer, I don't know the exact... She's, I believe, still in her 20s, which is shocking. Anyway, the odds... Eight ages you. Despite, you know, going up against an incumbent, which is usually not... You, you, the odds are pretty bad, usually, but the odds here were actually shockingly close. Uh, on election night on Tuesday, Loomer was neck and neck with Webster, and at various points during the count, she was actually ahead. Unfortunately, when the dust was settled, she lost 45% to Webster's 51%. Oh, what could have been, though? So, you know, American politics, you, you, you take the L, you congratulate the person who won, right. and you get back to, to working on something else. Yep. Psych, how's Laura dealing with this amazing defeat? Well, here's her concession speech. I'm not conceding because I'm a winner, and the reality is, is our Republican Party is broken to its core. shocked the nation. We have further exposed the corruption within our own feckless, cowardly Republican Party. Oh, wait, sorry. Did I say concession speech? Because it sounds like she's not conceding at all. In fact, it sounds like she's deploying the exact same playbook as Trump did after losing the 2020 election, but directed at her own political party. Oh, no, don't fight, guys, please. Now, to this we say, let them fight. Let them fight. And while unfortunately it doesn't look like any of Laura Loomer's allies are backing her up on her claims that she didn't actually lose her primary, Laura Loomer is on quite a rampage on Telegram and on Truth. So here's a Telegram post that she wrote following her loss. The congressional seat in Florida's 11th district is mine for the taking, and I will be the congresswoman from Florida's 11th district. I actually am the congresswoman in Florida's 11th district, and everyone knows it. I'm not going anywhere except Washington, D.C. Florida's 11th district is my home, and I'm going to keep fighting for the people here who have zero representation, thanks to the feckless GOP establishment and voter fraud. Daniel Webster is illegitimate, and my team and I will work to drive him into the ground every step of the way until he collapses in disgrace or poor health and resigns like he should have years ago. The reality is, Dan Webster's health is worse than Joe Biden's. Everyone who has seen him recently knows it's true. His health is drastically failing. He is demented, looks ill. He can barely speak. He wears a life alert, and I am willing to bet he doesn't survive before his current term is over, or he pulls an early retirement, and the good old boys try to handpick another corrupt successor. Yikes. Damn, Laura. <laughs> uh, it continues, we will not allow them to get away with that. They think I'm leaving, and guess what? I'm not. I ain't leaving. <laughs> I'm handcuffing myself to this uh, ballot box. <laughs> Uh, either way, I'm going to keep exposing the corruption and fight against it all. I will continue to push Daniel Webster to his absolute physical limits till he resigns in disgrace since the GOP establishment wants to prop up zombies with their voter fraud and big tech election interference machine. I will force him out so the people get the representation they deserve. I am not done fighting. Now we go scorched earth on the GOP establishment and get even more aggressive in the America first hostile takeover of the Republican Party until our enemies are defeated. Luckily, I have an army behind me. Thank you. Gosh, they are really just coming right out and saying it now, huh? Yeah. And that's like... By the way, we are fascist. Yeah. We're doing fascism over here. Yeah. It. <laughs> there's also, with Dark Brandon, he's been uh, targeting directly, speaking to like the MAGA Republicans now. Yeah. And it's like, look, 
the 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 more I guess in comparison level-headed Republicans aren't going to deal with you anyway. So why are you like trying to be nice to just one segment of it? But I agree. There's a lot of people that are definitely insane here. Yeah. So. But yeah, Laura, you we wish you the best of luck on I your, also, your your quest to take down the corrupt Republican Party. I did love Biden's thing today where he's like, Marge who? What is that lady that believed in the what? Anyways, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Dark Brandon was on a tear today. Yeah, he's uh, he's found his, his proper place, I think. I mean, it's it's better than I expected. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's all you can really hope for. Yeah. I think Slightly it's, better than expected. I'll, uh, I'm interested to see how long it lasts. What else can get done? But uh, Knowing the Democrats, they're going to rein this in. They're like, oh, no. He's getting too popular. He's too popular. Poll numbers are too high. Popularity uh, sounds sounds a little bit like Trump. We need to reel that in. Yeah, we need to do. We need to just constantly try to appeal to the moderate members of a party who has no interest, no chance of ever, uh, you know, even thanking us for doing so. I just I love so much <laughs> that this week was like a perfect experiment example of these policies being widely successful. Uh, with the actual constituents that matter. Like, Republicans are always going to get big mad and yell, yeah. and you actually got something done, and the people who voted you into office are like, yeah, that was actually good. Yeah. The only people complaining about this are Republicans and also, like, rich liberals who... Uh, yeah, odd. You know, they, they, they followed the rules. I thought this country had rules. Uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, this, uh, this Laura Loomer, uh, meltdown, it would be a lot funnier if she hadn't gotten so close to actually winning, like scarily close, but it's still very funny yeah. nonetheless. And again, let them fight. Yeah, sure. Uh, and here's another post of hers this time from Truth Social, which is similarly deranged, but it, it does have some aspects that we can really get behind, <laughs> uh, which hopefully all of her supporters, uh, take to heart. Be like Trump. Never concede to a dementia patient. Daniel Webster is in worse health than Joe Biden, and everyone knows it. That's why the GOP establishment had to rig the election for a sick, demented, feeble, anti-Trump ghoul in the 11th hour. I refuse to concede. And honestly, after they certified a stolen election in 2020 against Donald Trump and then rigged my election, the Republican Party in its current form is not worth fighting for. Your vote doesn't count in America. Ooh. Oh, she really dropped I love some bangers there. Yeah. Tell him, Laura. Tell him, Laura. Yeah, thank you, Laura. Very cool. Uh, hopefully she can get as many Republicans on board with the idea that their votes don't matter and their party isn't worth fighting for as much as possible before the midterm elections this November. We love it. Ranting on Telegram and Truth isn't going to be enough, though. She needs to really make an impression. So she's going to need to do something in public that's really going to garner some headlines. Uh, Laura Loomer needs to handcuff herself to the U.S. House of Representatives. It's the only way she's got to do it laura you got to do it i'm tired of you being laura loser we need we need laura winner yeah so you're gonna have to right now she's laura doomer you should uh and not just handcuffs they those come off real easy you need to you need to put a bike lock around your neck and attach that to uh something at the u.s house or do like the uh the the uh protesters do where she actually glues herself to the building yeah (laughs) <laughs> and then shit your pants so they know you're serious. You see the one where the refs like, uh, or the security guard is like, has an eye on one of the people that's going to glue themselves and they jump onto the court and he just tackles them right away. I think, yeah, you learn. That's, mm-hmm. that's what experience is all about. Yes. Anticipation. 
<laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, moving on now to something else that Laura Loomer would probably be very upset about if she wasn't so caught up in this other She's stuff. She's got her own thing going on. Uh, we recently talked about how in Texas, the great state of Texas, they recently put a, a new law into effect that requires public schools to display any donated posters bearing the phrase, in God we trust. Uh, it's a very crafty law. Uh, I guess simply requiring schools to display signs saying in God we trust would probably immediately run into legal challenges due to the whole church and state thing. Yeah. But uh, this, I guess, is like a loophole. I, it doesn't make sense as a loophole, yeah. but they're doing it anyway. I mean, it, there, there's plenty of lawyers already who are like, no, this does not <laughs> stand up to legal scrutiny. So I don't know, but that's what's happening. They want if they want people to waste time and money fighting it in court. Any public school in Texas that someone donates a In God We Trust sign to has to display it prominently. Not yeah. just in some corner, some dark corner. They have to display it prominently, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. And anyways, our initial reaction to this news was that it's, of course, stupid. Just ask anyone who went through Catholic school whether references <laughs> to God on classroom walls have any effect at all on whether students grow up to be devoutly religious. In fact, a lot of people that uh, grew up in going to Catholic school uh, immediately turned their back on their religion it, yeah. upon leaving home. It, it has a very counterintuitive effect. Yes. Uh, <laughs> constantly having to look at uh, religious slogans and shit every yeah. day, all day. And get just fucking berated and preached to. And yeah. Say, Told that you're a bad person for no reason. Yeah. Um, but look, we were also curious about how broadly defined this law seems to be. I mean, sure, most of the In God We Trust posters that Texas public schools receive will probably come from conservative organizations. But what's stopping someone from donating posters that feature a pentagram or a hammer and sickle or an inverted cross? This seems like something that the... Uh, the, uh, the Satanic Temple yeah. would immediately jump on. It is something that's right up their alley. I'm sure they've got something in the works. Uh, but this, this is a layup for them. Yeah, but it is. Uh, I think it's worded specifically so it can only be in God we trust. I mean, that uh, doesn't seem enforceable like we've been talking about, but that seems to be the very specific language that they're using. Yeah. And luckily, someone has found a workaround to still piss them off. Yeah. Because there's pretty obvious ways to troll Christians. You have to remember that conservative evangelical Christians are also deeply Islamophobic. Uh, what if you just simply wrote, in God we trust, in Arabic? Huh. How what about is that, that terrorist writing on the wall? No, it says in God we trust. You do have to read it from right to left, though. No! No! <laughs> Looks like ISIS. Get it out! Uh, here's the Dallas Morning News. A Florida activist is raising money to send Texas schools in God We Trust signs in Arabic. The, <laughs> the effort comes as schools across the state are posting signs with the national motto to comply with a law Texas Republicans passed last year in an attempt to enforce conservative Christian values in public schools. Senate Bill 797, authored by Mineola Senator Brian Hughes, requires schools to display the posters in a conspicuous place if they are donated. On Sunday, Chaz Stevens launched a GoFundMe campaign, Messing with Texas, <laughs> to, to raise $10,000 for the posters with the motto in Arabic. Quote, we really could use your help in our quest to battle Texas's latest law. In God we trust signs in public schools, Stevens said in a tweet. Our project will send hundreds of these posters across the Lone Star State. Stevens is the founder of the Mount Jab Church of Mars, a Florida-based group that advocates for the separation of church and state. So basically, like almost like the Satanic Temple. Yeah, similar, uh, similar troll. Without so much dark aesthetic. 
Yeah. Uh, it would be cool, like, the uh, if they sent one that said In God We Trust, but it's in, like, that black metal font that you can barely read, like, one yeah. of our old shirts. Yeah. Or just no, it's looks there. Evil. You just, it's, it's hard to make out, but it's there. Yeah. It's just, this is going to end up being a collage of uh, people sending things to uh, Texas to get posted in their schools. And you know what? Like, all, the, all else aside... Uh, I mean, the Arabs invented calligraphy. Uh, Arabic writing is is quite beautiful, mm-hmm. uh, especially when done by a professional. Um, we could all use a little bit more Arabic in our lives. Have you ever seen English letters? Ugly, just hideous. Oh, straight it's, lines. It's almost it's it's Ugh. like some dude knocked it with a out of like stone with a chisel. That's Gross. Li- that's literally how. It came. <laughs> But uh, looking at the GoFundMe page, they have a mock-up of what their posters might look like with Arabic text on a blue background over both the U.S. and Texas flags. And they've already raised over $33,000, though they're still nowhere near their $250,000 goal, which seems like a lot. But, I mean, just imagine all the Arabic In God We Trust posters that $250,000 will get you. Inshallah. They'll be much nicer than those garbage, just paper-framed... They should do, like, cloth like a pennant just yeah. make it super nice like collegiate looking like really high quality yeah yeah there you go i want one uh, they're gonna sponsor homecoming for all these schools too <laughs> uh it sounds like this mount jab church of mars organization is as we said similar to the satanic temple or other similar organizations which basically just figure out ways to take pro-christian legislation and make a mockery of it within their own legal bounds yeah it's a tried and true thing in this country yeah i think uh satanic temples battling God, I can't remember. There, it's some case in Boston right now that they're working on. So they are busy. They stay busy. Mm-hmm. So this Chaz Stevens guy of the Mount Jab Church of Mars has previously responded to the Florida Capitol building's display of a nativity scene by forcing them to also display a festivist pole made out of Pap's Blue Ribbon cans and later did a similar stunt at various state capitals across the country using a rainbow-colored festivist pole. Uh, more recently, he's tried to use Florida's book banning laws to ban the Bible from Florida public school libraries on the ground that it contains sexually explicit and violent material, which it definitely does. Uh, and he also got a city in Florida to suspend opening prayers at city commission meetings by requesting equal time for him to uh, also open meetings with Hail Satan. Awesome. So very cool stuff all around. And, and we can't wait to see all those beautiful signs up in all of Texas's public schools proclaiming in Allah we trust. Mm hmm. You love to see it. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't love you don't you don't love to see it because I don't want this to have like the the reaction to even exist because this shouldn't exist in schools in yeah. the first place. Yeah, it's all terrible. Mm-hmm. But um, it it's just fun to troll these people using their own very flawed logic. Yeah. All well, right, you only want it in God with trust signs. We're sure? gonna make that happen Are for you. you. Sure? Now, moving on to a story that's absolutely horrifying and also yet another example of why you should absolutely, under no circumstances, get an elephant mad at you. It was just a few months back when we heard that a woman in India was not only trampled to death by an elephant, but that the elephant came back and attacked the woman's body at her funeral. And it's still unclear what, if anything, this woman did to deserve the elephant's vengeance. But these are some of the biggest and most powerful animals on Earth, and you clearly don't want to get on their bad side. Mm-mm. Well... Here's an even more fucked up elephant story from Newsweek. An elephant ripped its owner in half after the animal was forced to carry wood in Thailand in a period of extreme heat. Police arrived at a rubber plantation in the Phong Nga province on Wednesday to find the body of 32-year-old Supachai Wongfade in a pool of blood. 
the tiger reported. The 20-year-old elephant called Pom Pam had stabbed the owner with its tusk, the Thai news outlet reported. The elephant had been carrying rubber wood in extremely hot temperatures when it attacked. Police told the tiger that they suspect this is what caused it to turn on its owner. Asian elephants are sometimes used to carry logs and wood through forested areas. These particular animals are known as logging elephants. The practice was banned in Thailand in 1989, but it still happens in some parts of the country. The workers have had enough. Yeah. So yeah, it's quiet quitting. <laughs> this is quiet quitting. <laughs> well, the elephant was quiet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The guy, probably not. So yeah, in addition to all the other ways that elephants can kill you with little to no effort, like, I don't know, step, just stepping on you. Yeah. Uh, they, they can also stab you with their tusks and rip you apart. But that's also, it's the gamble that you make when you put an elephant to work carrying lumber. Uh, they move a hell of a lot of wood, but they might also dismember you if they feel that their working conditions are subpar. No one be, nobody wants to work anymore, not even elephants. Mm-mm. So disrespectful. Yep. Anyway, <sighs> one more quick update before we get to the headlines. Uh, last week, we were made aware of the USA Mullet Championships, which is not only open to adults, but also to children who look especially awesome and weird in a haircut that hasn't had mainstream popularity in at least 30 years. Uh, we looked through the contestants, and there were several who really stood out, but deciding on a winner was incredibly difficult. But thankfully, the actual winners were announced this week, uh, and I'm assuming a lot of you on the edge of got, your seats. got to vote, and uh, you want to see who took down home the gold. In first place, you've got Emmett Bailey of Wisconsin, Woo! whose bright blonde mullet also features a faux hawk on top for party both in the back and on top. In second place, there's Epic Orta of Texas, whose wild mane looks like it may have, you know, had some help from a very old can of hairspray. Get the Aquanet out. Uh, and third place was William Dale Ramsey of Ohio, who we will say again, looks like he's already got his own long haul 18 wheeler that he uses to roll coal with uh, all the time at will. Yeah. And if he doesn't have one, get him one. <laughs> so congrats to all the winners. And we look forward to next year's competition. They should just do it alongside the Nathan's hot dog eating contest on 4th of July. Cause there's nothing more American than, uh, yeah. Eating hot dogs and having a mullet. I'm not a fan of child pageantry, but I'll make an exception for this. Is there like, there's a thing going around, I don't know if it's real, if someone actually got caught doing it called like the glizzy, where you drink through a hot dog? Uh, yeah, I saw it on like Reddit, I think. Yeah, some guy at a, a baseball game poked a hole in a hot dog and then used it as a straw to drink his beer. Efficient. It was very bizarre. I used to do that with uh, red vines, but I think everyone did that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a straw. Uh, getting a hole through a hot dog. So, <laughs> he, uh, he had to have like his own coring it's mechanism. a lot of work. Yeah. 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 Anyway, before we move on to the headlines half of the episode, this episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens, a product we both use literally every day. Mm-hmm. Athletic Greens was pitched to us as a health supplement that's better than pills and capsules at getting you all the vitamins, minerals, and probiotics your body needs. Sounds great. Sure. We did not expect it to be so delicious, nor did we expect it to make us feel so uh, vigorous. Mm -hmm. Uh, Starting the day with a scoop of AG1 is honestly more important than that first cup of coffee at this point. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. And unlike a lot of multivitamin supplements that just go right through you, these are high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Yeah, and you'll be, uh, you won't be using nearly as much toilet paper. <laughs> Let me just say that. <laughs> Clean. Clean. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 a day. Boo. Mm-hmm. Athletic Greens 
costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with this convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com weird. Again, that is athleticgreens.com weird to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It's super easy. It's, uh, we, we liked it so much we ended up just getting a subscription for ourselves. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. And this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Savor every last second of summer with HelloFresh. HelloFresh delivers fresh, quality produce from the farm to your door in less than a week, allowing you to enjoy the delicious flavors of the season right from your home. Skip the grocery store and spend more time soaking up the last of the summer sun. HelloFresh Market is a one-stop shop for all your mealtime needs with a a curated selection of quick breakfasts, lunches, snacks, desserts, and more. And just FYI, HelloFresh also owns Green Chef, who also sponsors this show. They're both great. We love the amount of options that we can have between the two of them. Uh, one thing we especially like about HelloFresh is that if you're feeling uh, vegetarian curious, they've got lots of delicious options for dipping your toe and trying out vegetarian cooking. And on this week's menu, they've got bell pepper and zucchini gnocchi in a creamy pink sauce with toasted garlic panko and zucchini and tomato flatbreads with lemon ricotta, fresh parsley, honey, and chili flakes. <clears throat> and the last one I had from HelloFresh was a bibimbap, and it was maybe the best tasting meal I've ever cooked for myself. I love all in of my their, life. All of their rice dishes are amazing. Very easy to make, too. Yeah. Very quick. Go to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird16 and use code WeeklyWeird16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Again, that is HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird16 and code WeeklyWeird16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. All right, thank you for sponsoring the show. Now let's get to the craziest, weirdest, wildest headlines from around the world this week, starting with... Seal breaks into New Zealand home, traumatizes cat, and hangs out on couch. Look, it's New Zealand. These things are going to happen. It's just a seal. Yeah, let just enjoy. Enjoy, except for the cat. Poor cat. Yeah, the cat was uh, pretty pretty shook up by this. The seal, not not afraid of the cat. The no. cat's, the cat's, and why uh, would it be? Yeah, uh, I guess the, the seal came in through the cat door. They mm-hmm. have a little cat door. It was a young seal. Yeah. The seal, I guess it's like right after they leave their, their family and go out into the world for themselves. And they, they don't know the rules yet. And so uh, it's just like, oh, cool. Look at this big place that I this comfortable home. It's, mm. it's even got furniture, and uh, yeah. The the funny part though is the this happened like in the morning after their the dad of the family had already gone to work, and the dad is a marine biologist, so he Perfect. he was just like he he missed the seal completely. He was just trying to like tell his wife what well, to he do. Well, see so many all all day but, long. Like he could have like dealt with this so much better mm-hmm. than the rest of his family. But yeah. he wasn't there. Well, he just got a crash course in uh, an experiment that they probably wouldn't let him try down at the lab. How a cat reacts to a marine animal breaking into a home. Yeah, it would be unethical to actually run that experiment. Yeah. But now we have real world data. Life found a way. Back it up. Uh, exactly. And they, they don't like each other. No, they, they <laughs> confirmed. They yeah. do not like each other. Myth busted. It's, it's like a dog that's way bigger, way louder, uh, and it can swim. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, hopefully the seal made it made its way back to the ocean. I think they 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 put him in his right place. 
Is that heaven or the ocean? No, the ocean. Okay. All right. This is New Zealand. Yeah, it's not America. Yeah. Uh, man tests positive for monkeypox, COVID, and HIV at the same time. Again, it's something else that's like, man, it would be unethical to see what happens to a person that gets all of these at the same time. This guy, uh, he will I'd probably be getting the highest quality care as doctors uh, study him for the foreseeable future uh-huh. to see uh, just what the fuck this does to a person's body. Yeah, it's like when they, uh, they I don't know if this was actually ever confirmed, but when they studied uh, 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 Ozzy Osbourne to yeah. see how he was surviving. Uh, Keith Richards. Too. Yeah, after decades <laughs> of drug and alcohol abuse. How are you alive? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, pretty crazy to get a, the, the trifecta. So we've got your results. And uh, so you do have COVID. Nope. Sit down. Yeah. There's more. There's more. And you've got, this is a rare one, monkeypox. Nope, there's more. Mm-hmm. You've also got HIV. Yeah. It's bad, uh, but we're going to take got, care of you. I've got good news and bad news. Which do you want first? The good news? Well, the good news is you're going to get the best treatment yeah. possible by staying in this facility for a very you long time. You will not be on your own with any of what I'm about to tell you. And also the good news is uh, thanks to medical breakthroughs in science and, and everything else, uh, not none of these are potentially fatal. Yeah, none of this specifically is specifically right now. None of this is necessarily a death sentence. It's definitely not advisable. You're not going to have fun. It's probably going to be an ordeal. But look, chances are you're probably not going to die. All right, what's the bad news? <laughs> <laughs> You've got monkeypox, HIV, and uh, fucking COVID. Yeah. Woo! Eighty-one-year-old woman nabbed at airport with five kilos of heroin in suitcase. <sighs> they never expect the old ladies. No, you don't understand. This is medical. I need it for my arthritis. It's the only thing that gets the joints moving. (laughs) I've been on opioids for 40 years. Why would I transport five kilos of heroin in my luggage if I was planning to sell it? I would simply transport fentanyl pills, which take up much less space. That's the thing is she's built up such a tolerance over the years that she needs this heroin in order to actually suppress the pain. Yeah. It's the only thing that works, officer. Oh, you're going to deny a little old lady her pain medication? Yeah, I guess she's looking at like 15 years in prison, which like... It's a death sentence. Yeah, it's cruel and unusual if you ask me. I say you let the lady do... You, you sit her down, you say you do all that heroin right now. We're going to teach you a that lesson. Would, that would be a death sentence yes. too, though. Mm-hmm. But, uh, anyone, you got to like... Look, I'm not giving a pass to anyone over the age of 80 to do a crime. But, like, there's got to be a different way to, like, punish people like that. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think this is something the cartels do as well. They find the, well, yeah. the least likely drug mule, mm-hmm. the person that's not going to set off any alarms. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, exciting stuff for an 81-year-old. That What an exciting life to live at 81. Yeah. Drug smuggler. Yeah. Fun. Finnish PM Santa Marin apologizes for photo of topless women making out at her summer home. Why are you apologizing? Why? Uh, you, yeah, uh, you sound even cooler than last week. When... The, you keep getting cooler and you keep having to apologize for it. Yeah. And this one, she wasn't even involved in this. She just had some friends over and they uh, flashed their camera and you couldn't even see any nips. They they covered them with like uh, some sort of Finnish like sign or something. So mm-hmm. it's safe for work. Um, she had nothing to do with it. You got nothing to apologize. And Santa. even if she did, yeah, nothing did, to apologize. My for. favorite meme I saw this past week. It was uh, the classic template of like clearly two British people in the club and the guy like shouting in the girl's ear where she, while she's listening. You yeah. know the picture. Mm-hmm. But it's the guy's like, "Where did you say you worked at?" And she's like, "I'm the Prime Minister of Finland." <laughs> He's like, "What?" <laughs> 
What'd you say? I do think it's funny though that like it it it's the same thing. It, you're just making her look cooler yeah. by constantly pressing in. Like leaning into this is making her look better. It's like the 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 picture that's going around of Ben Shapiro's thumbnail for Joe Biden where he's holding a money gun. It's the coolest picture. <laughs> yeah, it's like they they designed the cool literally the coolest picture of Joe Biden. Better than anything we could have done. Yeah. Like that's it, it looks like one of our thumbnails. Yeah, and like I don't know, did they actually like did they hire an artist to like like it's a really well put together graphic. Yeah. Like they put a lot of time and effort into it. And it makes him look really cool. He looks fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love the the embracement of this. Yeah. Yeah. Box of guns mistakenly delivered to Delaware County High School. You sure that was a mistake? It was. Uh, it's uh, These are teacher guns. I've never shipped a gun. Haven't had a reason to ship a gun. I guess you can just use FedEx for that. And the FedEx driver just dropped him off at the wrong address. Oops. Whoops. Mm. And um, came back. I guess it never got opened. It just got... It was in the loading dock of the, the school. Uh, and he, the driver came back the next day. It's like... <laughs> I'll be taking that. And you're like, wait, wait what is it? Like, uh, it's just like six M1 rifles. Don't worry about it. And please don't tell the press. Yeah. And they, you know. They oh, went, fiddlesticks. They went blabbing to the press. But um, yeah, very safe country you've got here. Yeah. Where um, we're, just, we're just dropping off guns at schools. Whoop, whoopsie daisy. <laughs> Though You don't understand. Those are donations for the teachers. Yeah. Yes. I mean. It's the same thing as the In God We Trust posters. If you donate a gun to a school, the teacher has to use it. Yeah, they have to fire it once a day. Yeah. Classes in session. Uh, man who didn't like smell of cigar he purchased sets gas station on fire, police say. A little bit of an overreaction. My I'd brother say. in Christ, you bought a cigar at a gas station. Mm-hmm. What did you How think? How good did you think it was going to smell? Oh, um, man. But yeah, it's a bit overkill. And uh, you know what's going to smell worse than that cigar? A gas station on fire. Literally uh, toxic high. fumes. Mm-hmm. So maybe didn't think that one through. Yeah. Man removes thumb skin, pastes on friend's hand to appear for exam. What? So the guy, this guy in India, uh, he was about to take his exam to like be a fucking railroad engineer or some shit. And uh, he's like, oh shit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fail this test. But my friend, he knows all this stuff. So he, like, burned his thumb on, like, the stove, waited a day for it to blister, and then cut off the top layer of his thumb skin, and then, like, super glued it to his friend's thumb so that when he did, like, the thumb biometric verification at the testing center, uh, it would look like the other guy was doing it. Literally Uh, face off. The plan was foiled because uh, immediately, because the type of adhesive they used um, was alcohol-soluble, and they have everyone who does the fingerprint um, wash your hand with an alcohol-based cleaning solution. So he did that, and it just immediately fell off. So foiled, but uh, desperate. Why not just study? Very, yeah, I know. You're gonna cut your thumb off. You're coming up with like this. Or burn is, your thumb off. This is very crafty. You got moxie. You know what? You did it. You, you passed. You can work on the railroad. Yes. Just don't do anything a I wouldn't st- do. A stable mind like yours yeah. is just what we need on we need people India's like railways. <laughs> we need <laughs> resourceful, creative minds yeah. on India's railroads. Nothing bad ever happens on the railroad. Especially here in India. Neglect does not ever lead to horrible outcomes on the railroad. Mm-mm. 
Black parent sues after Los Angeles school project had students pick cotton. God damn it. This is the meme from like 15 years ago. Yeah. It's this usually, like, this is close to home. This was a school in Hollywood. And it's like, guys. The Sheiks? Come on. The one where their mascots, the Sheiks? I don't know if it was that one. Mm. That is a funny one, though. Hollywood High Sheiks. Yeah. Uh, no, this was, uh, it was a high school in Hollywood. And yeah, they, this happened like a while ago. I guess the lawsuit's just now getting put together, though. But um, yeah, the students were reading uh, some Frederick Douglass autobiography. And they're like, you know what? To really drive, you know, the immersion home, we're going to rent a couple of cotton plants and just set them up outside. And, you know, the students, they don't have to pick cotton, but you can if you want. <laughs> but we're doing it to, like, really make you understand, like, you know, what it was like. It's the same thing I say every fucking time. It's not the fact that they had to pick cotton. It's the fact that they were slaves that had to pick cotton. Mm -hmm. Like, a cotton is not a pleasant plant to deal with. It's, it's annoying. But, like, if you're getting paid to pick cotton, if you're picking cotton just because you want to, that's not bad. It's bad when you are kidnapped from another continent and brought somewhere against your will and forced to pick cotton with uh, with no pay or anything, with no no freedoms. That's that's the problem. Just bringing wheeling in some fucking cotton plants does not help anyone understand any more about that than they would otherwise. So you're saying the school didn't go far enough? Yes. Yeah, they had to actually like take everyone to a different country, yeah. bring them over. I'm saying they should have kidnapped all of the students yeah. mm -hmm. and... Um, force them to work against their will? Force them to work in a country that doesn't speak their language, uh, away from their family and friends, Yeah. so that they could really understand. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. But that sounds expensive. So maybe just have them read the book. <laughs> yeah. That's probably enough. No, maybe that book's probably banned Frederick Douglass is a great writer. Do you think that's banned in Florida? Um, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Banana Split, artists set for court battle over who first taped fruit to the wall. Let's go. Yeah, we're back to that old story. Yeah, it was like four or five years ago with that guy. I think it was. I don't think it was that long, but may, yeah, maybe actually. It was, uh, what was it? Art, Art Basel, Miami. Art Basel, Miami, yeah. Just a, a fucking banana duct taped to the wall. And was like, oh my God, you've done it. People were, I'll buy one. No, I'll buy one. And then some other guy was like, I did the same thing 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And now it's going to court. The copyright over who taped the fruit will finally be decided in the dumbest court case this judge has ever seen. Art so profound that it must be argued over in court. Yeah. Exciting stuff. This stuff's going to be talked about in the history books, the art history books for centuries to come. And yeah. so we need to get the information. We need to get our facts right now. Mm -hmm. Who taped the fruit? <laughs> who was it? And final headline, Ozzy Osbourne swore off acid after talking to a horse for an hour. When was this, like two weeks ago? No. <laughs> I guess it was like the 70s or 80s. I think it was the 80s. Yeah, of course. I'm just It's uh, just funny to see a headline like this, like, damn, dude's still on acid? No, I think he took enough. Mm -hmm. He's just like, yeah, I used to just pop that shit. It was fun. And so I, I took like 10 tabs one time and uh, went for a little walk on my country estate and... Uh, yeah, I ended up talking to a horse for an hour, and then the horse walked away, and uh, I took that very personally, and I was like, oh, I, gotta, I gotta quit this shit. Jeez, what's up with <laughs> this guy? <laughs> Just walks away slowly. Can't even get a horse to talk to me anymore. I thought he was going to feed me for like at least 30 minutes of this. I want to know what they talked about. I'm sure it was extremely profound. Yeah. Probably the first person that actually l really listened in a while. You're yeah. such a good listener, Mr. Hands. Oh, anyways, uh, 
That's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News. If you haven't seen it already, we have two recent episodes for you. One is a virtual rapper who we... Has been canceled for being a little racist, was signed to a major label, and then dropped. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, a lot of dark Brandon stuff in that episode, Yeah, too. lots of dark Brandon Student in that loans, episode. Uh, you know, sweet, sweet uh, small business owner tears. Yes. Mm. And uh, also, we, of course, have the uh, Zuckerberg metaverse saga. It continues, and... Uh, it's only going to get worse from here, folks. They have poured a lot of money into this. Watch both of those episodes, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, like the video, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.